Starting to play guitar can feel like trying to hop a train. It's scary, the timing has to be right, it's way easier to keep on walking and let the train roll on by. Well today, I'm telling you to jump. Get on that train and enjoy every second of the ride. Now, it's no doubt that there will be pitfalls on your new guitar journey, so please, let me be your guide. On today's show, I'll identify some of the most common pitfalls that beginner guitar players face. And more importantly, I'll teach you how to avoid and or deal with each and every one of them so you can enjoy the rewarding decision to learn and play the guitar. Happy New Year, TAC family. This is episode 272 of the Acoustic Tuesday Show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more fulfillment, progress, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll be keeping you in the loop with some good acoustic guitar news you can use, which includes a new single from a wildly creative fingerstyle guitar player, what happens when a high-profile player makes a mistake, and much, much more. Plus, we're gonna head to Jackson, Wyoming to check out Acoustic Tuesday viewer Richie's Guitarsenal. That's what's coming up, but first, let's help all the new guitar players start their journey on the right foot. Yes, the new year brings about a time when folks start new things. Resolutions, they commit to new activities, start new hobbies. There's a lot of new guitar players right now. You may be one of them. Maybe you played a long time ago and you're just starting back up again. Maybe this is brand new to you. Whatever the case may be, you made the right decision. Welcome to the fam. Now, I wanna identify some common pitfalls. I've got eight of them here. Common pitfalls that I see and hear beginning guitar players fall into. But these actually aren't just isolated to beginning guitar players. However, I guess beginning guitar players fall victim to these more than others. So I think wherever you're at in your guitar journey, you can benefit from me identifying these pitfalls for you and showing you ways around them. So let's go ahead and dig right in. Pitfall number one, not asking questions. Yes, as a beginning player, you're probably scared to ask questions because you think, it's dumb, or I should know that. No, you, you, you're starting something new. You don't have to know anything. There's no, there's no uh, um, assumed knowledge when it comes to playing guitar for the first time or picking it back up again. So what's the remedy? Ask questions. Ask questions when you're in your local store. Ask questions of your guitar teacher at home. Ask questions in the comments below. Yes, the only way to get the knowledge, to accumulate the knowledge, is to ask the questions. If you don't ask them, you quite simply will never know. And you'll always wonder why. And that's a bad situation to be in. So yes, please ask those questions, any one that you have. Real quick aside, when I first started playing guitar, I thought that a guitar slide helped you with bar chords. I remember bringing home a slide and talking to my dad, who plays guitar, and saying, this is gonna help me with all my bar chords. And he kind of gave me this look like, no, that's for playing slide guitar. And I was baffled. But the reason I didn't know that is because I was too scared to ask at the store when I bought the slide. So I guess the, the, the rule here is ask those questions. There's not a dumb question. The old cliche is true. Okay, moving on to pitfall number two. Comparison thinking. Yes, this is that whole adage where, or the whole situation rather, where you're a new guitar player and you look at somebody else that just started and you think, 
How can they do that already and I can't? How can they play that song already? They just started too and I can't do that. How, how, can, how can that person play that song and, and they've been playing for only two weeks and I've been playing for a month? Comparison thinking will suck all of the fun, it will suck all of the joy, it will suck all of the fulfillment out of your guitar journey. Plain and simple. Also, it's an apples to oranges comparison. You are different than the person you're comparing yourself to and that person is different from you. Same definition. And it does you no service to compare yourself to them. They have a different schedule. They have different goals. They have different ways to play. Maybe they have more time. Maybe they have less time. It doesn't matter. You are on your own guitar journey. When you see another player that can do something you can't, use that as inspiration. Admire them. Heck, if you have access to them, ask questions. All of these pitfalls and ways around them kind of run together in a way. <clears throat> Pitfall number three, delaying fun. <laughs> this one is very much a beginning guitarist's pitfall because you think that, oh, you know what? I should do all of this beginning stuff. I have to learn all the notes on the fretboard. I have to learn fill in said chord before I can do the fun things that I want to do. The fun things that are the reason that I got into playing guitar in the first place. No, flip that around. Fun needs to be your top priority. When something is fun, you want to do it more. When you do it more, you do it consistently. And when you have fun consistently, you see progress. Okay, so if you bought a music theory, or rather if you bought like the Mel Bay theory book or the Hal Leonard guitar method book one, I'm not saying that's bad information, but if you're working through it and you think to yourself, I don't like this, this is really boring. Stop and go find something that you like. Find a song that you wanna learn and dedicate your time to that song. Find a, a, a riff you wanna learn and dedicate your time to that riff. As long as you're having fun, that's the key. You need to have fun is, that's be, you need to have fun because that's what propels your guitar journey. That's what keeps you coming back to the guitar for more. So yes, don't delay fun. Have fun right off the bat. You don't have to climb this invisible wall, this invisible gate that, that you have to do these, these horrible things and then all of a sudden you, the, the fun gate opens up. No, open the fun gate up right now. You decide to play guitar, so play guitar. Okay, pitfall number four. <clears throat> Excuse me. This cold is still hanging out. I mean, here we are in the new year. I, I started this cold like, I don't know, two months ago, three months ago now. And uh, yeah, still hanging on. But, but it's, it's on its way out, I promise. Uh, pitfall number four, distraction. Now, stop, alert, alert. This is not just for beginning guitar players. This is for every guitar player that has a computer. So pretty much all of us. Distraction. It's all around. In fact, at this point in time, I think it's at a fever pitch. You've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got TikTok, you've got fill in the blank other social thing. You've got YouTube, you've got websites that are accessible all the time. You can shop for guitars 24 seven. You can look at used guitars, you can look at new guitars. It's all there at your fingertips. Yeah, that's cool, but it's also not cool for playing guitar and improving and having focus. So the way around this, this pitfall is to dedicate time, 
focused time. And I'm not asking for a lot here. I'm just asking for 10 focused minutes. Do what you have to do. Put your phone in airplane mode. If you're learning off of tabs, print them out, close your computer. Heck, turn your Wi-Fi off on your computer. I've done that before because the distractions are there. If you're learning something on YouTube, all of a sudden that sidebar of recommended videos, it's like the entrance to a black hole and it will suck you in. And pretty soon you're just simply leaning on your guitar. You're not even playing it. So do what you need to do to make sure that that 10 minute window is distraction free. Again, if that means phone in airplane mode, if that means leaving your phone outside the room, if that means locking your door, I don't know, whatever that means for you, try and be distraction free for at least 10 minutes because it's gonna feel good and you'll start to prove to yourself that 10 focused minutes are pretty darn potent and can do wonders for your guitar progress and the fun that you have. Pitfall number five, the idea of being good enough. Now I wrote down some quotes here and I'm gonna read through them because you've likely thought these thoughts. I know I know, I certainly did. Here, here goes nothing. I'm not good enough to play fill in the blank song. I'm not good enough to play with other people. I'm not good enough to try a new technique. I'm not good enough to have a nice guitar. This probably sounds familiar to you because they're valid thoughts of self-doubt, especially when you're beginning. You have no basis, you have no base foundation. But there's no universally accepted rule or level of good enough to do any of these things. If you just started guitar and you want to finger pick, go finger pick, do it. Just do it, dive right in. If you just started guitar and you think to yourself, I want a Martin D45, get yourself a Martin D45 because it will inspire you, it will make playing fun and you'll want to play it. So this kind of actually aligns with the having fun idea. You're good enough to do whatever you want right now. Now this isn't some pie in the sky snowflake thinking. This is me trying to extinguish this notion of the level of good enough. There's, there's no gatekeeping here. You don't have to pass through some magical gate. You don't have to do some magic secret dance. Go do what you wanna do. You're, you've decided to start playing guitar. So go start playing. Do the things that you wanna do. Don't delay fun. I guess these, again, these pitfalls all kind of run together. Okay, uh, moving on to pitfall number six, lack of routine. Now I wrote down something again, I'm gonna consult my notes because I wanna be clear on this. Not having a routine will result in waning progress. Lack of fulfillment, zero fun, and ultimately quitting the guitar. A routine keeps the progress coming, it keeps the fun rolling, and keeps you playing the guitar. If you have a routine, playing the guitar becomes unconscious. Not having a routine leads to fits and starts of kind of this, this fever-pitched learning, right? You, you, you play for two hours one day, you put the guitar away for two weeks, and then when you pick it back up again, you think to yourself, I kinda guess I gotta kinda start from square one again because I forgot all that stuff. When you have a routine, you're continually reinforcing the things that you learned and you're building off of them. So your progress actually shoots up as opposed to your progress flatlining when you do not have a routine. So yes, have a routine, even if that means 10 minutes for three days a week 
Identify those days that you can play, sit down for 10 minutes and call it good. As long as you do it regularly, as long as you do it consistently, it will add up and you will see progress. I can guarantee it. I've seen it in thousands upon thousands of students. I, I truly have, I'm not just making that up. Routine is paramount and routine is fun, right? When you have fun regularly, you wanna keep doing it. And when you're just starting the guitar and you have fun and you have a routine, you wanna keep doing it. And pretty soon you won't consider yourself a beginner guitarist. You'll just call yourself a guitar player. Okay, uh, pitfall number seven. <clears throat> not starting the guitar and not continuing the guitar. Maybe you're watching this episode thinking to yourself, you know what, this year I am gonna start the guitar. But it's scary. Or, or maybe you played guitar a long time ago and you think to yourself, I'll never be as good as I was. So this pitfall of not starting or not continuing when, or not, you know, not keep, keeping going when, when things get tough, it's actually a safety mechanism. Right? This is, this is our body, this is our brain saying, whoa, whoa, starting something new is scary, don't wanna do it. You know, our brain's job is to keep us safe. So yes, this is a survival technique, right? Our, our body wants to take the path of least resistance. Trying something new is very difficult and it feels like an uphill battle. So your brain says, we're not gonna do that. We're, we're not gonna start something new. We're not gonna learn a new skill. So how do we do this? How do we work around this pitfall? Because this is actually a biological impulse. In small increments, I want you to try something new. Push yourself, start with five minutes, learning a brand new song, one that maybe scares you, one that you wanna learn, but you feel like, I don't know if I can do this. Five minutes, do a measure at a time, do a chord at a time and start to prove to yourself that yeah, it's a little scary, but it's also that much more rewarding when you try it and commit to it. Because when you start to build that muscle of trying something new, that's scary, that might be difficult, and achieving it, that starts to build up. You start to build this muscle, you start to build this momentum of, oh my God, I can actually do this. And it feels really good. So not only does it feel good in the case of guitar, you're keeping your brain active and you're adding new tools to your life toolkit, trying something new and following through, knowing how to work through that. It's a pretty amazing feeling and I want you to experience it. So please don't not start because it's scary. Don't not continue because things get tough. Yeah, I'm not saying playing guitar is, is gonna be easy and flowers and rainbows, but just take little chips out of it and prove to yourself that you can do something new because you can. I believe in you, you should believe in you as, as well. And you got a whole community of guitar geeks behind you also. The final pitfall, pitfall number eight, no goal, no why. Now, again, I'm gonna consult my notes here because I wrote something that I, I like and I want you to hear it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm biased, but I think it's important. Not having something you are working towards can cause the question, why am I doing this? You have to know your why and get in touch with it because it has deeper meaning as to why you play. Now I'll tell you a quick little story and then we'll wrap things up because I have a question for you. When I was first working out, <clears throat> I had a goal of being big and muscly. I know, I promise this relates to guitar, just, just bear with me. I had this goal of being big and muscly, but I didn't know why I wanted to. I just kind of thought that other people would think it was neat. So what happened? Well, I went through ebbs and flows of working out. I'd work out super great for like a month, and then I'd 
maybe hit a day a week and then it would kind of wane and all of a sudden I wasn't working out for months at a time. And then I got into running and I was like, oh, this is gonna be so cool. I'm gonna prove to all my friends that I can do this. Kind of a, about as deep as a puddle, really. I had no internal meaning. I had no internal push to say, you gotta get up and you gotta do this. You gotta go out and go for a run. And then, now check this out. I know this is kind of a weird story, but Whitney and I got a Peloton probably a little over a year ago. And there was some fitness meditation that I did that was about getting in touch with your why. And all of a sudden, things started to become very clear. Now, I've, be I've become incredibly routine-based when it comes to working out. I mean, we're talking for the last two, three years, every single day I do something for my body because I've finally gotten in touch with the true why. My why is because I want to be able to play with my kids when I'm 70, 80, 90, 100. I wanna be active so I can play with my kids, so I can go to baseball games, so I can play hockey with them, so I can run around the backyard. That's my why. And now all of a sudden when I work out and things are tough, I can remind myself of that and be like, yeah, this sucks now, but you know what? Being able to hang out with my kids and do active things with them through their entire life is why I'm doing this. All of a sudden, it's like, oh yeah, I can do this. No problem. When you have that for guitar, you won't even have to think about sitting down to play. You'll want to do it. So your why could be playing with your kids, teaching your kids guitar. Your why could be playing your first song. Your why could be playing a song for your wife or husband. Your why could be connecting with other people and building friendships, maybe at a later stage in your life. There is a plethora of whys. These, these, these X factor whys that you can't really measure, but propel you to a degree or propel you with a degree of almost, it's almost like you can't stop playing guitar. So that's what I want you to get in touch with. Okay, because that's, that's what's gonna keep you playing when things do get difficult. When things feel like, oh gosh, I just am beating my head against this wall trying to learn this new song. Knowing your why will get you through that and it will, it will really help fuel your guitar journey. Because it's not, it's not just working up to this goal endpoint and then all of a sudden it's done. You've chosen to take a lifelong journey with a guitar and I'll tell you right now, it's gonna be one of the most rewarding things you ever do for yourself. And uh, with that, those are the pitfalls. Now, I know that there are more, maybe you yourself have experienced some. Um, so if you've experienced any, uh, let me know in the comments below. Also, you know, for, for those guitar players that are watching the show, listening to the show and saying, yeah, I had some of those feelings too. Offer some encouragement to new players out there. Do it in the comments below. Say, hey, you can do this. Because I really want this episode to serve as, as maybe, one that, maybe one that you save, maybe one that you bookmark and listen to when you feel like, gosh, I need a boost. I need a boost. Use this episode as a boost. So yeah, in the comments below, let me know additional pitfalls that maybe you've experienced and also offer some encouragement to the new guitar players that are coming on into the family this brand new year. Okay, with that, Let's uh, dive into your first dose of acoustic news you can use. This may be the longest I've spoken in a row on the Acoustic Tuesday show. Total side point. Uh, let's dive into that first dose of acoustic news you can use. Uh, the, first, the first story I have for you comes from Will McNichol. If you've not heard of Will McNichol before, do yourself a favor. Listen to his music. Look him up on Spotify. 
He has some of the most brilliant compositions that exist in the fingerstyle world. They range from a whisper to a roar. They're incredibly melodically, intri melodically intricate, but also very approachable and palatable. It's not, it's not a lot of notes for flash, it's a lot of notes for meaning. Uh, Will is a brilliant player and he just released a new single entitled The Phoenix Cycle. He's playing this on a filed uh, uh, nylon string guitar. The tone is gorgeous, but the composition, oh guys, chef's kiss kind of stuff right here. Um, let's listen to just a brief little portion of it so you can soak this up and I, I wanna, I'm gonna recommend to you, you take in the full single when you can. Here's a portion of his song, his new song, the Phoenix Cycle. about playing with family and this next news item, this next uh, item of wonder uh, really, really defines that and shows the joy that can happen. Uh, Jake Eddy, I've mentioned him a couple of times on the Acoustic Tuesday show before. He's a wildly awesome flat picker. I'm really latched onto the term wildly today. He's an awesome flat, flat picker and um, he can flat pick pretty much any fiddle tune he hears. Uh, and with that, he can play pretty much any solo he hears. Uh, one of which is the solo from Mule Skinner Blues, the Tony Rice solo from Mule Skinner Blues. Now check this out, his brother plays bass. His brother's name is Carter. So Jake and Carter Eddy. His brother plays bass and note for note, Carter matched the solo on the bass. It's so cool to see, it's so cool to hear. And when they finish it, you can see that they're like, uh, nailed it. You got to check it out. Let's watch this in its entirety. Here is uh, Jake Eddy and Carter Eddy playing the solo from playing Tony Rice's solo from Mule Skinner Blues. <laughs> Jackson, Wyoming, we go to check out Richie Billingham's guitar snow. Richie is an Acoustic Tuesday viewer and he took the time to submit his guitar snow. Here's what he's got. A 1999 Martin HD 28, a 2014 Martin 0014 fret custom, a 2021 Taylor 812 CE Artist Series, a 1976 Ovation 1115, a 2011 Voyage Air, a 1998 Washburn B14 banjo, a 1998 Kamala ukulele. Thank Thank you so much, Richie, for submitting your guitar snow. If you're sitting at home thinking to yourself, it's time. It's time for me to do that very thing. You can find the links in the description below. You've got one link that'll take you to purchase a guitar snow t-shirt. Once you get that shirt, put it on, take a picture amongst all of your guitars, and then go ahead and submit it using the next link in the description. Quick note, Richie, we didn't see you in your picture. So I'm, I'm taking it on guitar geek faith here that uh, you had yourself a guitar snow shirt, and uh, you just decided that maybe it was a bad hair day. 
and you weren't gonna include yourself in the picture. It's okay, we're taking it on Guitar Geek Faith here. I believe in you, you believe in me, we got this. But anyways, that's how you submit your guitar snow. Uh, so please do that. Uh, the well's running a little bit shallow, okay? So make sure you submit your guitar snow so I can keep featuring these on the show. I love seeing the collections that you have. I love hearing about your favorite guitars. And uh, speaking of guitar, go ahead and grab yours right now. And let's uh, take a look and see what the TAC family is working on. Every single week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family focuses on the five essential categories of guitar improvement. On Mondays, you got a technique challenge, Tuesdays, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesday's improvisation challenge, Thursday's rhythm guitar challenge, and Friday's a chord transition challenge. Today's Tuesday, they're working on a guitar lick, and here it is. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge for today is entitled Synchronized Success. And the whole theme within Tony's Acoustic Challenge this week is accessing things from chord shapes. Now, you might not be clear what that means or you may have never tried that before, but let me go ahead and show you what you're about to learn today, and I think you'll see what I mean rather quickly. Here's how it sounds. This is an awesome lick in the key of C, and as you just saw, I'm literally playing out of a C chord position. It's beautiful that you can access all of those notes from that position. Now, you might be thinking, cool, I get it, but how do I actually use this in a song? Let me show you a couple different ways, but first, for those of you wanting to learn this note for note, TAC family, all you have to do is go ahead and log in. This is your challenge today. Go ahead and click Start Challenge. You'll go right to the teaching video, and then once you get it under your fingers, you can move along to the play along video. Pick a speed that's comfortable for you, and don't forget to click that tab icon in the lower right-hand corner. That'll allow you to pull up the tab right alongside the video, and you can kind of have this wonderful, well, learning experience. So let's dig into how to actually use this lick. And first and foremost, I want to actually show you an alternate way to play this. We're just going to look at the first part of the lick. It's an ascending C scale. It's an ascending C scale. And you can literally hold down a C chord and access all of these notes. Check this out. I'm going to play this slow, so maybe you can pick this up right now. It's a pretty great little, I guess you can call it a trick, where you are playing the chord and you have the scale directly under your fingers. That's why I think C is such a popular key to play things in, and you see people use a capo in conjunction with C chord shapes a lot because you can access so much melody just from playing, just from literally holding the chord down. Okay, so how do you actually use this lick specifically? Well, let's go ahead and again, look at that first part because you can just use the first chunk of it to transition to an F chord from a C chord. Check this out. If I'm strumming a C chord, I can move from it to an F by using this little run of notes. Here's how that would sound. So there you see just the first hunk of this lick, hunk, it's kind of a hunky lick. Uh, you can see the first chunk of this lick actually using it as a transition from a C chord to an F chord in a really cool linear kind of scalar way. Scalular, scalar, not exactly sure the proper word there, but you get the idea. Now this lick in its entirety is a great way to 
end a song or kind of, I guess, end a line of a song. Let's say you're singing, the, the song ends on a C chord or the, rather the verse ends on a C chord. You wanna throw something in to kind of separate the last line you sung from the next line you're about to sing or the next line you're about to play. Here's how that would sound. What I'm gonna do is strum a C chord and then I'm gonna go ahead, play the lick, come back to strumming a C chord. So you can see how this could be used as a, a fill of sorts. Here's how that would sound. The way that this lick ends brings you nicely back to the C chord, which makes it such a useful lick. You know, a lot of times when you're in between lines or you're playing a song, it's a question of, gosh, you know, am I just gonna stay strumming on the C chord? That's kind of flat, it's kind of one dimensional. This brings some dimension into your general rhythm guitar playing. You're just adding a nice little fill lick that, well, gives it a little spice, gives it a little pickup, a little pep, if you will. One more thing before we get back to the show, and that is, you know, as you're sitting down and playing the guitar, chances are when you're trying something new, it's going to feel uncomfortable. And chances are the tendency, when you feel that discomfort, is going to be, your tendency is gonna to be to lean on the things that you know how to play already. Lean on the things that sound good to you that are pretty easily under your fingers. I want you to fight that feeling. Because when you feel that feeling of discomfort, when you feel uncomfortable learning something new, that means you're truly breaking new ground in your guitar journey. And that's something that is fantastic. That means you're growing. That means you're pushing your, your, your uh, boundaries of comfort so that you become a better player. So when you start to feel that discomfort creep in, that should be a signal that you're actually on the right path to learning something new. And try and sit in that discomfort for at least 10 minutes. Once you get through that 10 minute window, then you can say, okay, I gotta go play that other, thing, that other thing to kind of cleanse the palate, if you will. Give it a try next time you sit down and try and learn something new. Ding, ding, ding. It's the second round for acoustic news you can use. Yes, this may be a little bit longer than three minutes, like a boxing round, but I think you'll find it just as impactful. <laughs> I'm on fire today here in the new year. <laughs> new year, new you, new me. Woo! Uh, anyways, <laughs> I found this on... Um, Trey Hensley posted this. Trey Hensley's a great guitar player, great flat picker. If you've never heard of him, check him out. He posted this, and it's an interview with Herbie Hancock, a piano player, and he played with Miles Davis, and he talks about making a mistake on stage with one of the greatest musicians to ever play music, period. And the lesson he learned from this is something everyone needs to hear whether you're a guitar player or not. It's just quite simply a beautiful lesson and he, he words it so well. And I want you to listen to the full thing. So here's Herbie Hancock on making a mistake while playing with Miles Davis. Tony Williams, Tony Williams was playing drums, uh, Ron Carter, bass, Wayne Shorter, saxophone. And it was a really hot night. The music was, was tight, it was, powerful, it was innovative, and fun. We were having a lot of fun, and it was, the music was on. Tony Williams was burning on his drums, and um, so right in the middle of Miles' solo, when he was playing one of his amazing solos, and I'm trying, you know, I'm in there and I'm playing, 
Right in the middle of his solo, I played the wrong chord. A chord that was, it just sounded completely wrong. It sounded like a big mistake. And I did this and I went, oh, like this. And I put my hands around my, my, my ears. And Miles paused for a second. And then he played some notes that made my chord right. He made it correct. Which astounded me. I, was, I couldn't believe what I heard. He, Miles was able to make something that was wrong into something that was right. With, with the power of his, of the choice of notes that he made and the feeling that he had. And so I couldn't play for, for, for about a minute. I couldn't even touch the piano. You know, but uh, uh, what I realize now is that Miles didn't hear it as a mistake. He heard it as something that happened, just an event. And so that was part of the reality of what was happening at that moment. And he dealt with it. He found something that, um, since he didn't hear it as a mistake, he felt it was his responsibility to find something that fit. <laughs> and he was able to do that. That, that taught me a, a very big lesson about not only music, but about life, you know. We can look for the world to be as we would like it to be as individuals, you know. Make it easy for me, that idea. We can look for that. But I think the important thing is that we grow. And the only way we can grow is to have a mind that's open enough to be able to accept situations, to, to be able to to experience situations as they are and turn them into medicine, turn poison into medicine. Take whatever situation you have and make, make something constructive happen with it. And finally, I want to end things on a light note. I found this meme that Music is Win posted on Instagram and I was in tears laughing. Uh, we're going to watch a video here in a moment, but uh, quickly the caption. I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to look at the video. The caption is, In the guitar store parking lot, sitting in my car, holding a brand new Telecaster, when I only went in to buy strings. And with that, I present to you this video. Get the Kleenex, because you will be crying. Oh, God. And on those laughing notes dotted with tears... I thought that was pretty cool, like a dotted eighth note, but you've got like a laugh and then dotted with tears because it was so funny it made you weep. I guess it's not as effective when you have to explain it. Anyways, on those notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. But first, let's take a sneak peek into next week. And next week will likely be the most controversial episode I've ever filmed in Acoustic Tuesday history. Next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show, we're gonna talk about, I'm gonna ask you the question, I'm gonna settle the question, do you need an expensive guitar? Are they worth it? Are they all that they're cracked up to be? Yes, we're talking about expensive guitars next week on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Expensive guitars at large. Do you need one? Why do you need one if you need one? 
are they worth it? Can you get by with a cheap guitar? Yeah, all those questions we're going to address next week on the Acoustic Tuesday show. I cannot wait. Remember, you can catch Acoustic Tuesday every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And before I let you go for the day, please do remember this. Well, first of all, Happy New Year again. But please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please take the time to invest in your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Remember that whole routine pitfall, the lack of routine? Yeah, you have a routine, you reap the benefits. And with that, I thank you for sharing your time with me today. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. Man, sometimes the words come out and I don't have time to think of them. Thank you for sharing your time with me today. <laughs> Thank you for being a guitar geek. Thank you for being part of the Guitar Geek family. And I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers, be nice, and play guitar.